Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for listening. And I want to say thanks to any new or first-time listeners out there. I'm happy you decided to tune in. So whether you are a seasoned tango dancer or a novice who just started a few weeks or months ago, you have come to the right place. When it comes to tango dancing, I know we pick up a lot from taking classes, workshops, private lessons, etc. But there's another valuable learning resource that's missing, and that's the personal anecdotes and insights of the very teachers who guide us. And the purpose of the interviews on this podcast is to help fill that gap and to provide you some more learning tools as you progress on your own tango adventures. Okay, we got another great show for you today. My guest is an internationally renowned dancer and teacher who started dancing tango at the age of 12. Born and raised in South America, in Colombia to be exact, he's now based in Columbia, South Carolina. He graduated from the National School of Argentine Tango in Buenos Aires and has been a tango professional since he was 18. He has performed with Mariano Mores, one of the most famous tango orchestras in the world, and has also toured with the Washington, D.C.-based orchestra, Quintango. Today's guest has been teaching and performing in the U.S. since 1995 and helped establish Argentine tango in much of the Southeast. And with me now, from Columbia, South Carolina, is Harvey Gonzalez. Harvey, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's really great to be speaking to you. It is my pleasure, Joe. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Okay, Harvey, just to get right into things, so can you describe the moment or the moments, because there could have been more than one, when you knew you wanted tango to be a big part of your life? <laughs> well, uh, it is hard to describe, like, like you said, a moment. Right. Because I really, I really don't have a moment because I was born into, I, I like to say that I was born in, into the culture already, into the music, because right. mm-hmm. that's the music that my grandparents um, listened to. Mm. So, and that the people in, uh, you know, I'm from the city of Medellin, Colombia. Mm-hmm. For us, we, we, would like, we like to say that tango is our music. Of course, we say that we are the capital of tango, and we claim it because oh. uh, since the you know since our grandparents' culture, since Carlos Gardel, mm-hmm. uh, Medellin loved tango, and and Carlos Gardel happened to die in Medellin. Right, the plane uh, crashed there, right? Correct, and, oh. and after one of his concerts, and mm-hmm. and we actually have the museum of Carlos Gardel. So my grandmother, she used to take me to the tango performances mm. that were going to be in town, and that was pretty often. Mm-hmm. And so once I saw the dancers on the stage, I think that I, you know, I, I had that mm-hmm. in my blood. You know, I, yeah. I, I heard, I hear the, I heard the music, and and you know, it's that thing that goes into your the pit of your stomach, to your spine, to your heart. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so I cannot describe a moment. I know that I, mm-hmm. I grew up with it, so I, I knew that tango was in my heart since. Yeah, since, so you, you, I you, can't remember. Yeah, so you started dancing tango at around the age of twelve, was it? Yes, yes, yes. For a for a dance competition in school. Okay. What was your? (laughs) Do you remember your first lesson? I do remember my first lesson with the late Conrado. Conrado, though, Mm -hmm. I can't remember his last name because we're talking about thirty years ago already. Although I should remember, Mm -hmm. because he really taught a lot of our dances of my generation in Mm -hmm. Medellin, which is the the generation that started dancing tango in Medellin as you know as performance. 
uh, we didn't have the luxury of having a lot of the, you know, the Argentinian couples and back in that day it was difficult to travel. And so we, you know, we had a couple of teachers and Conrado was one of them. And I remember just being so excited and and so eager, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to learn anything. I, I remember just being very enthusiastic, excited, and, and it was fun for me. You know, I, I was young. I was, it was mm-hmm. something I wanted to do with all my heart. So, it, yeah. and I was willing to work really hard. Okay. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's great. You started this at a young age and you stuck with it and you're still doing it. And I think that's that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I never thought at that time, I just wanted to dance. I never thought that I, that was going to be my job the mm-hmm. rest of my life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> never, never crossed my mind. Wow. I just wanted to, I just wanted to perform. Yeah. So Harvey, do you remember your very first dance at a malanga? I actually do remember my a real milonga. So mm-hmm. and and like I told you in Medellin, I already had performed for years before I actually got to go to a real milonga. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't born in Buenos Aires, and in Medellin we did have tango shows, but there was no social dances. Okay. Because the people in, in at that time, the people in Colombia didn't dance socially. They just loved the music, and they will drink and sing the songs and oh. you know but they but they, but it wasn't no social dancing and they loved to watch the the uh, you know the performance mm-hmm. but the people didn't because there was no you know there was no that culture yeah of the social dancing of tango and there was no really instructors for that i see and so my real first milonga was actually in buenos aires when i got to go to buenos aires for the first time <laughs> okay <laughs> well, what was that yeah. like for you it was exciting intimidating mm. it was i was nervous i didn't you know i didn't know a lot of the protocol nah. uh, and so it was no bad fortunately i was there already i went there because i went to uh, get prepared for a tour that i was gonna do with gloria and eduardo uh, araquimbao their famous dancers they were in uh, tango argentino mm-hmm. Also, Carlos and Maria Rivarola. So we went to Buenos Aires to work, mm-hmm. to get prepared for this tour. And so I went with a little bit of like, I knew some people. And so I was well treated. We're talking about 30 years ago when, mm-hmm. you know, Tango was a very close, close community at that time. And, and so I had a good experience. Okay. And I was just excited and, and, and amazed and just, you know, I feel like that was where I belong. Yes. <laughs> Nice. How, how yeah. old were you when you were at that first Malanga? I was uh, 19, 20. It was to, about to turn 20. Wow. You know, I, I said, my God, when I you know, I got to see the show, it was called Tango Review mm-hmm. uh, when they came to, to Medellin in 1985. Oh, okay. So, and at that time, so I, I was like, I, I was about uh, 1985. I was like 11, mm-hmm. turning 11. And I said, you know, my dream is to be on a theater stage with an Argentine orchestra and <laughs> Argentine dancers performing. Uh, and that happened in 1995. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it was very fast the way that it happened for me. Mm-hmm. But then I moved to the United States right before I turned 20 white rado after mm-hmm. I finished that tour. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved to the United States, there was not really any tango and, and there was no social tango. I only, and I I came to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and there was one one couple there that that's still going. They're still there, and their names are um, Manuel Patino and Ronda. Uh-huh. And they gave me a chance to start doing some classes over there, and mm-hmm. then and then I started moving all throughout the southeast, teaching 
Okay. Uh, in the United South Carolina, Georgia, mm -hmm. North Carolina. Uh, you know, for 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 several years, and then until I established myself in Colombia, and from there I kept moving. Mm -hmm. I kept um, teaching. And I performed for several years with a with an orchestra from the United States called mm -hmm. Quintango. They were based in Washington right. D.C. Right, right, yeah. And so yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. through them, I got to go through many places in the United States. Mm -hmm and even out of the United States. And, and I could see how, you know, like every year, every year, more and more people were starting to dance tango and yeah. more until what he's become today. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's everywhere. You could, you could fly yes. to any state and go to any major city and say, oh, well, I'll look up tango. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as you started, uh, as you started teaching, what was that like, your, your journey of becoming a, a teacher as you started becoming more established? Well, it was very hard, and I had a lot, and I had to trick a lot of people into tango. By the way, <laughs> by the way of teaching them salsa first, because ah. everybody wanted to dance salsa back in the nineties, in the late nineties. Okay, it was kind of like a craze salsa, and I, and I knew a little salsa from my, you know, from just being Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From just being Latin and having, yeah. so I knew and, and enough to be able to teach, and and I would tell people, okay, so. I'll teach you salsa, but you'll have to take some Argentine tango, and you have to. <laughs> I love it. And you have, <laughs> and you have to know quit until at least three months. Or start. <laughs> oh, nice. Of, of, yeah. And so they, that was the commitment, and and I started with a couple students in several communities, kind of with with that. And right now they are the ones that are teaching in those communities. Wow. And organizing the events in some of those communities, and, and so I started doing private lessons first because there was no, you know, nobody was looking for. There were not enough people, much less for groups, right? So right, I started right. teaching private. Then oh. Asheville, North Carolina, was a great point because it's a very cultural city. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of musicians, and and so over there we got going. Uh, uh, I, in 1990, what was mm. that? 1997. Okay. I started the group over there, and and they really got running with it and got organized. And I'm, and this is I met a lot of these people also while traveling with Pintango. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like in, in the case in Charlotte, North Carolina, I met Daniela Redondo, which now mm -hmm. is the teacher there and has done a great job heading wow. the community over there. Mm -hmm. They sent in us uh, Karen um, Jaffe from Asheville. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes, as well. She was, I think she was in my, her first class was in one of my group classes. Wow. Uh, over there with Liliana Castro, that was the lady that hired me to go to Asheville the first time. Nice. And, and on and on. And, and, and so um, little by little, I started, you know, moving the groups and connecting the cities, the closest cities together mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. they could be, you know, a good group every once in a while. And what people will do is we will, somebody will host a milonga in their house one month and, mm -hmm. and people will go to that. And then that got fun because it created a big sense of community. And so everybody yeah. wanted to host the next milonga mm -hmm. until it got so big that we had to get a studio. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I started with the studio because I met Aaron Bolshekov, which was a, um, Ballet dancer, and at the time she wanted to learn tango, so she called me, and I started uh, working with her. And she was a great dancer. We became a couple, and we danced together for about five, seven years. Nice. And performing with her, uh, she opened the first studio, you know, as a bass studio. Mm -hmm. That was in 2005. Yeah. yeah. And since then, I've been, I've been, I had the studio here in Colombia, and mm -hmm. 
and it has progressed and the community has grown. We see people coming gone from all over the world, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's, yeah, and it's very rewarding because mm -hmm. I think I have a student, if I don't know, I wish I would start putting pins on a map of uh, how many countries, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned Karen Jaffe. Yeah, I had her on the show a couple of months ago. So she was really nice talking to her. So, yes, yeah. yes. So I remember I, I taught her when she was pregnant with her second child. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> yes, and we actually, I have performed with her mm -hmm. in in the past and, 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 and little things here and there and that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that we need sometimes when, when she needs me or I need her. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's very gratifying to see all that root like that. It's, yeah. it's one thing, one of the greatest rewards is, I don't think it's the money, I don't think it's the fame, I think it's, you know, because I don't have no yeah. fame or money. <laughs> oh, but I, I, there's a lot, you know, I've I, I seen a lot of people just flourish mm -hmm. with, uh, yeah. so that's a great thing. Right, yeah. I, I think you as a teacher can understand that. Absolutely, yeah, because you're, you're yeah. connecting people and you're bringing something into their lives that just brings so much happiness to them. And yeah, that's definitely yeah. great. Yeah, so as yeah. you're building these uh, these communities, I mean, it's really interesting to hear about the history of, of how you helped establish a lot of these groups. And what I'm finding, and I think you might might see this as well, and there are a lot of smaller towns that uh, yes. that, that are starting to get interested in tango because they come to, they visit the bigger cities and they start bringing it back to where they are. So there might be some people listening who might be from smaller towns and who are interested in, in starting tango organizations or tango communities, what advice would you have for, for some people to, for those people to get started? First of all, I don't know how, how far they are from a, mm -hmm. from a bigger community or access to, to a, to a good instruction, Yeah, you know, but I think that that's important to at least go out there and get a little bit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then I think that uh, it needs to be, if there's no one in particular in those communities that is particular, you know, that has the complete knowledge. I think that it has to be a collaboration uh -huh. and has they have to keep open-minded to the fact that tango is not one way, that yeah. tango carries many styles mm -hmm. of tango and that is Argentine tango, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, my biggest thing, a little bit of what I had to fight for a while here mm -hmm. in the market in the United States is that for a while, People were thinking that tango was just one way, close embrace tango, uh, and that was the only way. And, and yeah. that was a hard thing to educate people yeah. about it because mm -hmm. it's really it's really just lack of the education of the tango. Because tango, as you know, mm -hmm. within the what they call milonguero tango or, or tango salon, there are different styles of yeah. you know. And so and so what that's the one of the things you used to educate yourself, be uh, open-minded, and and if possible you know try to get to your towns good instruction every once in a while and, mm -hmm. and and just stick with it it doesn't happen in two three months I know that steps are exciting and that you get excited learning mm -hmm. new steps yeah but eventually you we all discover that the basic work of the movement is what makes those steps mm -hmm. be enjoyable and be you know what tango should be so mm -hmm. it's not about steps patience and always be open-minded that we never are done learning the basis you can always right. always improve yep. the quality of your movement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, a lot of teachers have been saying that, and I think it's really important what you just said, just for for listeners to keep hearing it, just keep going back to those basics. Yeah. Yeah, I know that step. Yes, you do the step, but it's the execution. You know, like I, they, you know, when people want to get those one, let's say for example, an example, mm-hmm. Volcara, Colgar, mm-hmm. all those things. You know. Yeah. And, and it's bad, ex- it's bad executed. It's not only it's not only unpleasant for the person mm-hmm. that's you know that's being manhandled, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be the guy. I'm not saying that you know could be the guy. Could be the guy manhandling the. I seen it all. Yeah. yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that you know that's I know that at, at the beginning you get the you know it's it's like the tango fever you know like you mm-hmm. want to you want. To, but eventually, I think the tongue is like wine, you know, it gets better with age. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you got to enjoy and it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and tango is, to me, tango is in the finesse of the details. Yeah. And so to, to achieve that, I'm in constant, constant improving my walk, improving my mm-hmm. posture, improving the way I move my body uh, yeah. or try to learn. Mm-hmm. And the way I've learned is by being open-minded to to not only not only learn about dance in general, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm, I like to take a little try of other styles just because I might learn some technique. Mm-hmm. I keep active trying to learn some learning something, and in the process, while well, continuing to learn tango, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, continuing to educate myself, and, yeah. and and I am trying to really make it to where. Because I've gone to a lot of, you know, I I seen a lot of, uh, okay, we go to a workshop and here's a step and, and the, but but I really trying to break it down and get people to understand more their bodies and their, and how and, and why, you know, why your your leg moves forward or why your body goes, you know, by by really describing more. Mm-hmm. The anatomy of the body and what muscle is producing that movement, yeah. as opposed to yes, and mm-hmm. so. It's been working for me. I've been trying that for the cat last year or two, and and it seems to be really working now mm-hmm. for the people that are no that need more technique. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know, as a teacher, you know that there's people that yep. do have a little bit more ability. Only people that have less ability. People that understand more by mm-hmm. by feel. People that understand more by visual. Yep. Or people that understand more by actual like uh, mm-hmm. analyzing. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm trying to develop that 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 with the not only the feel for the music and for the dance, but the the technique because I seen this and I'm, this is kind of like I don't know if this is a good comment, but I seen <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, teachers being like, "Well, you have to dance with passion," and uh, mm-hmm. but you cannot dance with with passion if there's no some technique in there because. Mm-hmm. If you are falling, you cannot have any passion. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're yeah. falling off your axis. You just worry about mm-hmm. falling. No, you, so it's hard to put any se- sentiment in, into that. Right, right. And, and, and there are different kinds of passion. That's that's kind of a vague thing to say to somebody, you know. You know, in order for that feeling to really come out, you mm-hmm. have to have some connection, mm-hmm. of course, and not only with your partner, but uh, with your own body, knowing how to move correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot of really good advice you've, you've given us, Harvey. So... During your own time training as a tango dancer or a tango teacher, what's some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers that you still carry with you today? From uh, Eduardo, Eduardo Araquimbawe, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's a legend of tango. And 
uh, at the beginning mm. when I was, uh, you know, the, the tango when I started dancing has to this point has evolved enormous quality, you know, mm. like the, the, what we do, what the, the happens on the stage now. Yeah. It was a little bit more different, um, you know, less, less uh, than it is now. So I started doing lifts, you know, I used to do lifts and, mm-hmm. and in the touring. And so he told me, mira, pibe, tienes que quedarte en el suelo un poco más. <laughs> Me entendiste? So he said, mira, Look, little boy, you have to stay in the floor longer. You gotta walk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that that one first, you get it. So that's what I said. Stop thinking about tricks and 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 do walk. That was big advice. And the other one was always, always dance for yourself. Like um, even when you're in, in in on a stage, you know, it's it's the emotion. It's, it has to come from within your heart and then project mm-hmm. out to the audience, but you cannot go through uh, the motions of a choreography, even I when see. it's choreographed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He told me it is a love story of three minutes. Oh, okay. A love story of three minutes. And for social dancing, mm-hmm. walk, be walk. And and keep open-minded to other instructors. You know, always, always listen, and mm-hmm. there's nothing right or wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something. I mean, of course, there's some right or wrongs, but there's some things that are that you listen in. It could be this could work for you mm-hmm. or may not, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. So speaking of uh, communities, I mean, we've been talking a lot about that. Uh, what are some ways, in your opinion, Harvey, for advanced students to help the beginner students? First of all. For the advanced students to know that they that, that we all don't know it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that yeah. more because we want to encourage people to learn the tango and to learn it, um, you know, and to know that it's a complex dance that has a big history. Mm-hmm. Like I said, always make sure that you say this is the way I do it, mm-hmm. but there might be another way. And, you have uh, to, and, yes. and all yes, and also to make sure that they don't go over the teachers. I found that sometimes there's a lot of advanced students that just start teaching. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, if you're going to teach, teach because you want to know, because you wanted to prove that you're better than somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Because it comes from the heart, because you really want to help the person. Yeah. And so do it with good intention and with, <laughs> you know, and, and with that in heart. That's all I have to say about that. Otherwise, okay. I think that, just make sure that you do dance and incorporate the new dancers, you know, no, mm-hmm. no, because you're better than them, you know. Uh, right. right. So, so just be welcome and be patient with, with the new students. That's what I have to say about mm-hmm. how can they help them. I think that that would be the best thing I have to say. Be welcome, be gentle, mm-hmm. and be kind. Yeah. Yeah. So, Harvey, what have you learned from your own students over the years? Ooh, that... We all are don't have the same coordination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and that we all learn in different ways. Mm-hmm. And and that they're they're visual students, they're feeling students, and that everybody has a different way to learn the dance, and and that everyone has a different expression of it. Mm-hmm. And also, they have told me that that I should be more happy with my own dancing. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very critical of my own self. Mm-hmm. So they are so you know, and they learn something. They're so happy to learn something, and they're 
and they so excited about uh, I I learned to be more appreciative mm-hmm. of I consider that I have like you know like tango for me it was like a gift mm-hmm. this was from when you told me uh, and to go back to the, your first question with it, mm-hmm. how did I know I was gonna dance and this just I thought of this just right now mm-hmm. that famous uh, phrase of Pablo Verón in the movie tango you don't choose tango Tango chooses you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. And it's like mm-hmm. people that I can tell, I'm sorry if this is going to offend anyone out there, but <laughs> I can tell when someone is going to get it. And, and, I, and I never try to push anyone into mm-hmm. learning anymore, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I try to let them discover it on their own. I try not to push them in. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that I can do is let them feel my love for the dance, and that's hopefully what I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I tried into yeah. to the yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it that mm-hmm. it, it chooses you because when yeah. I see students who get start getting addicted to tango, yeah, it, it, it also about... yeah, it all sort of happens in the same way. You know, you, you see this yes. sort of look in their eye, and then yeah, then they're yes. like, wow, and, then that, and that's and then that's those sort of mm-hmm. and that's when it goes to when you tell me a question about advanced students in teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or helping the students. That's a big, big discussion that I think it will take like more than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll From call both. you again sometime and we'll just talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So, Harvey, how, how do you keep challenging yourself? I know you, uh, you've been dancing for a long time, but you're still, like you said, you're still a student. You're still learning. What, yeah, what, what are some things you do to keep, to keep challenging yourself? First, I continue to train when I get a chance with with some good instructors, maestros, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got um, one that I like to work with, uh, Facundo de la Cruz, mm-hmm. and Facundo de la Cruz and uh, Florencia Blanco. They're from Forever Tango right now. Facundo was a mm-hmm. world champion, and they come. They come to the studio, and I work with them. And I try to keep, uh, you know, I, I also keep performing, active performing. Mm-hmm. And and with the students, I'm trying to get now uh, a student like like a more senior groups to, mm-hmm. to get people more involved in also performing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also doing the younger uh, mm-hmm. group, professional group. I also learn other dances. Okay. I've learned ballroom. I learned mm-hmm. West Coast swing. Mm-hmm. I've learned. I'm learning shag now. Okay. Because <laughs> nice. I think that you know that's that like in Shaq, for example, I discovered a lot of the football I can put in my milongas. Mm, okay, so you're yes, still taking and, ideas. And ballroom, yeah, and ballroom has given me a, you know a lot of poison refinement. Mm-hmm. And I don't do ballet, ballet, but I, I try to work on the bar and mm-hmm. and and keep the flexibility. And so that's the way I keep learning and and staying active. You know, at the studio, I, I teach every day. Nice. Private lessons, group lessons, um, mm-hmm. and um, I still travel. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is open-minded and learning more, getting outside this, the, the, the box. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about, about performing. And then when you have students who are interested in learning how to perform, so what are some differences that we need to keep in mind when it comes to performing versus dancing, dancing social tango? Performing, I think that you have to, as the word says, performing so people want to see you living your heart on a stage, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a very deep connection with the music, I think. And I, I talk with this to many professional dancers. Mm-hmm. When you say, when you dance with somebody, like, is that thing, that thing that they have, that thing that you cannot describe. And to me, is 
you have mm. to have have experience in life. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, experience in life like experience, and if you're young, you know, like now, you when you're young, um, you can execute a state beautifully and uh, you know, with a lot of agility. But the depth, the depth, uh, is very important. The the, the feeling, the the purpose, and the respect for what tango represents. Mm -hmm. And for me, the way that you put the whole package on a stage is very important. I think that tango. Tango to me is elegant, is passionate, is refined, mm -hmm. and on refining a very refined way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. and that you have yes, and so and that your mentality is so other one. You really have to. Uh, you're not dancing for you. You're dancing for your partner, for an audience to 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 portray that feeling. I can call myself a shy person sometimes, but mm -hmm. when I get out there, it's a transformation. Like I become somebody else. Ah. So you have to have that mentality. Mm -hmm. And and there's a lot of hard work because mm -hmm. the movement in stage tango and um, and social tango is, is not the same because you need way more technique for you know clear technique of movement mm -hmm. displacement and connection for a stage tango. So it's just hard work, dedication, mm -hmm. and that is really in your heart. That it has to be really in your heart. Yeah. Okay. So Harvey, what are some future projects that you're working on? Right now, we'll continue with my. Um, Teaching at the studio regularly, of course, and but uh, I'm thinking of oh, starting again a show. I did a show here mm. uh, for four years in a row. It was called Tango Dream, mm. and and we went and uh, we had uh, the orchestra of the late Octavio Brunetti. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. and in the show we got to had we had Gabriel Misé one year. Oh, nice. We had Orlando Farias and. Uh, and it was three couples, four couples, and so I want to get back, and and that's my future project is to get back and, and try to restart that show mm -hmm. again. And so nice. uh, that's one of my main my main project for next year. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, we you know we still we have our regional tango regional and marathon here in Colombia. And nice. I don't do a lot of traveling with students because I am busy doing traveling and. Right. teaching and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I, on that question, I don't have, I never have trouble internationally with students. I only have trouble internationally with um, shows. Okay. Yeah, so Harvey, I remember uh, the first time we we spoke, you mentioned something about uh, teachers, like tango teachers in the U.S. Yes, yeah. Well, I mentioned that, um, you know, it, it's hard sometimes for the tango teachers in the United States that, um when couples come from from other places, and I know it's exciting and it's very exciting for us all mm -hmm. to have. But for the students that come to, to support a little bit more their um, their regional teachers and to give them a little bit more yeah. credit sometimes because they're the ones who have to work with you throughout the whole year and improve your technique. Mm -hmm. They're not just teaching you a step. Yeah. And sometimes I notice that. When sometimes some couple comes and teaches a step, like, oh, wow, you know, I never, I never learned that. <laughs> <laughs> and when you can know, until you know how to pivot correctly, yeah, you can know this also. So listen to your teachers, value your regional teachers a little mm -hmm. more. They have a hard work because they have to work on your technique and, mm -hmm. and, and that we do it with all the... The love, and we, uh, for as in my case, I do it with. I'm very giving. I want everybody mm -hmm. to learn as much as they can, mm -hmm. but I do feel sometimes that um, in some in some cases there's not enough appreciation of the local teachers. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's this old saying, uh, not just with tango. You're not a prophet in your own land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that or 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 uh, no one is a prophet in your own right. On his own land, something that, that, like that. That's one. Yep. And then there's another one is uh, an expert is always someone who lives fifty miles away, <laughs> at least. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. So it's it's funny how these perceptions work. But yeah, I think you're absolutely. And for right. me, and for yeah. me, I see it for both sides because mm -hmm. I I do travel to teach and. I am a local teacher as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can see both. So when I go to teach somewhere, I usually make sure that I give credit to the local instructor for, right. for the job that they're done and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, give them some respect, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, because they put their time, they put their job, and I think that's valuable. You know, you don't have to be, at, nowadays, you don't have to be born in Buenos Aires to be a good tango <laughs> In my day, it was different because there mm -hmm. were no, and go ahead and go around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, around in the world like it, like it is now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in my day, like like I said, I was um, semi-accepted the first time I went to Buenos Aires because mm -hmm. I was from Medellin. I was Latin and Medellin mm -hmm. was a tango city. And, mm -hmm. But it was no, you know, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard. yeah. So <laughs> Harvey, where do we find out more about you online? Online, you can find out more of the... Um, Emerald Ballrooms, uh, www.emeraldballrooms.carolina.com. Okay. And also on my Facebook page, and um, I have um, uh, a YouTube channel that's starting to be getting over there. Um, nice. It's from the Emerald Ballroom YouTube channel. And on my Facebook mm -hmm. uh, page, Harvey Gonzalez is Facebook. Okay, great. And I'll have that in our show yeah. notes so people will be able to find you. Okay. Great, great. All right. Well, Harvey, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I know you're really busy. You had lessons today and you're going to go back for your practica and you've got a lot of, a lot of things happening, but, um, yeah, I'm really glad that you took the time to speak with me and I think the audience will really appreciate your thoughts. Well, Joe, thank you so much for inviting me. This was great. And I want you to know that you have an open invitation to come and meet our community here in oh, Columbia, South Carolina. I would love to come visit sometime. I've never been to South Carolina before. so. Well, it's very hot, but <laughs> it's very hot weather. You don't want to come in the summertime too much, but it is a great community, great people in our community. Yeah, It's, it's nice. So, so, yeah, welcome here anytime. And I hope to go in. Uh, to your community too. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah, come come down to a Malanga, do some workshops, and yeah, we'll have some fun. And to everyone out there, just keep tangoing, do it for the local tango, mm -hmm. and enjoy it. All right, Harvey, you take care. We'll keep in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Have a good afternoon. You too. Thank Thanks. you to everyone. All right. Okay, it was great having a chance to talk with Harvey and hearing his thoughts on tango. I really liked how he compared tango to wine. I've heard this comparison several times, and like good wine, good tango can be found in the details. Harvey made a point to remind us how important it is to always be refining basics, always improving our walking and pivoting. Now, he comes from a very strong performance background, and I really appreciated the parallels he drew between stage and social tango in that both forms must be grounded in good technique sometimes literally so. Harvey recalled always including multiple lifts in his stage routines until his teacher told him that he needed to stay on the ground more. Let the audience see good technique and well-executed fundamentals. But despite good technique, Harvey also mentioned the need for there to be genuine feeling in the dance, regardless of whether or not we're performing. 
He said that tango is a love story of three minutes. It's not just going through the motions of good technique or choreography, and it's not just unfocused passion either. It's a balance. Solid technique with genuine feeling. So thank you, Harvey, for sharing your very interesting personal story and for sharing your insights. Best of luck to you. And of course, thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. I love getting feedback, so if you'd like to get in touch with me, go ahead and send me a message at wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, it would be lovely if you could take a few seconds to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcasting platform you're using. Hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star rating and review. That really helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. 